0: that's understood explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life
1: podcast. I'm Christine Ko and I'm Asha Dornfest and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways
0: to declutter your home, schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection.
1: And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there.
0: Oh, well, hello, Asha.
1: Hi. <laughs> Kermit <Hey>. Flail. <laughs> welcome how's back. It, how's it going, my my dear, my dear?
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, I, I don't think I'm the only one who's going to be Kermit Flailing. I know our dear, dear listeners have missed you this summer, even though I will say that the summer roster of guests of guest hosts, I think, was pretty rad. <laughs> um, that said, welcome back. How are thank you? Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I I mean that thank you uh
0: encompasses
1: so many things because that summer roster of guests hosts um I mean that was something that you created and pulled together and you know just encouraged those amazing conversations and I well uh we've talked personally about how grateful I am to have had this time off. Um it wasn't exactly time off, um, mm-hmm. I. But it was just a you know a big step back that I needed to take this summer for my own personal and family reasons, and it um, it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do, and um, I feel very very lucky to have done it. And I am so happy to be talking to you here again. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it just sort of feels like um, I think so many of us feel this way it's like we lived another life before and now we're living a new life. And so in Mm -hmm. some ways this feels like a reunion after a big long trip.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, spring feels like eight years ago. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, It really does. It really does.
1: And I think, um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we don't always have the opportunity to take time, the time that we need when things happen in life. And I, you know, and I did have that opportunity and I am really grateful for that.
0: I'm so glad, well, you know, I know that we connect with a lot of listeners online, um I think you know, particularly on Instagram, just on our personal channels, and um that said, I thought it would be really nice to both for us and also for our listeners to kind of do a loose conversational check in um it's fall, sort of, <laughs> um, but actually, I just wanted I just thought it would be good to like just do a quick check in about summer, which. You know, was sort of weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just start quickly by saying, and I, I was pretty active, I think, on Instagram for most of the summer. So we were largely at home. It was it was odd, but also fine. Um I think the only time we left home was a two-night overnight to Vermont, where we stayed in an Airbnb where we had like done all the COVID correspondence in advance to make sure everything was fine. Um and you know, it was good. I mean, part of our homeboundness was because of James, the dog, our pandemic (laughs) dog. So although he did go to the Airbnb and thankfully did not poop or pee in the Airbnb. So I was really proud of him.
1: (laughs) Uh, Isn't that amazing? It's funny as you're even talking about this, I'm just thinking to myself, gosh, that that feels like it was so long ago, but it was not so long ago that you did that.
0: What is time anyway? Seriously. Yeah. And I guess we'll get to other stuff, but um, you know, I, I did, I will say I'm very proud of myself. I took sort of like two weeks of like home-based vacation and I wasn't Mm -hmm. really off because I was still launching podcast episodes and stuff, but I was off like my out of office was on my email and I didn't have any client meetings for two weeks of the summer. And that's a really Mm -hmm. big deal for me. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was kind of rad.
1: That's great. That's,
0: that's so good. Um, well, Let's see. Summer. Hmm.
1: I'm having a hard time even remembering it. Um, <laughs> it it really is strange. It's strange how how time sort of uh, does feel different right now. And I think for me, um, you know, as many listeners may remember, it was feels like a long time ago. It was over seven months ago. Uh, my dad passed away very suddenly in February. So that was in <clears throat> really what kicked off this this. Um, stepping back for me from the podcast. And so my dad passed away and then the pandemic really settled in. So my sort of experience of grief and loss really does, it really does alter how I experience time. So, Mm -hmm. so as I think back through summer, um, you know, in some ways, spring and summer sort of merged together. Um, My mom, um, my mom unexpectedly got uh, stuck here at my house. Uh, She was here for a short visit um but then got stuck because of the pandemic lockdown and so my mom ended up spending 4 months with us here which which of course actually turned into a total gift because mm-hmm. so many people were isolated from their elderly parents during the pandemic so um so that changed our experience of what was going on and also you know my son came home from college but then once summer started um actually my son went back to his home um, in Minnesota, and uh, with his own summer plans that were um, sort of adjusted for the pandemic, um, and then we spent as much time as we could outside here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I ended up taking my mom home to California. That was a very interesting um, road trip because uh-huh. you know we weren't really stopping places, and we packed all our food and and everything. But after that, it was really about spending time outside. And for me, it was lots of walking, lots of gardening, lots of hiking and lots of journaling. So Mm -hmm. it was a, it was a very, uh, I would say it was a contemplative summer, um, for me and, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I truly am having a hard time describing it. It was, um, it was really, I think, you know, most of it was internal for me.
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Twenty twenty, you know. You yeah, know. we we know how we feel about twenty twenty, but yeah, it was yeah. But it's been but a I lot. mean,
1: you know, it's funny when you say you know there were good moments. There were absolutely good moments. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there were absolutely some beautiful times. I feel really lucky to live in Oregon. Um, and although I will say that right now, you know, my state, like oh my many goodness. others in yeah. the West, are experiencing just ugh, terrible wildfires right now, you know, our neighborhood is safe here in Portland. Um things change quickly though. So it's it's um, you know, I I I have a, a like a heaviness in my heart right now for folks in in my part of the country. But um there was a lot of beauty this summer, so I feel like I'm bringing much of that into the fall with me. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess I would characterize it as um well, you had a lot of big sort of I don't know glacial things happening. But, um, you know, I feel like it was the summer of small moments because we mm-hmm. couldn't do any of the big or we didn't do any of the big kind of crazy things one might do during summer. Or mm-hmm. and I guess we don't really tend to do crazy things. But I mean, it was like literally last week, small things like surprising the girls with bagels from the bagel place that opened that we've been wanting to go to forever, you know, just like really small things. But there was delight in those small things, and that was a good reminder. You know, mm-hmm. when I, when I'm up energy, that's how I like to think of it. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about back to school. Which, at the time we're recording, it actually hasn't even happened for us yet. Officially, it will by the time this goes live. Um, it's it's been a struggle. I actually shared a post yesterday on social that I just. I don't know. Like I was, I was down yesterday and just filled with doom (laughs) and gloom Mm. Um, because everything is just so hard. So I think we, we're just trying to like, I guess the one good thing is that I'm feeling very embracing the last minute-ness of things. Like people have been asking me like, are you reading the memos? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm like, I'm not even really bothering to read the memos until like two days before, because every three days there's an email saying, well, we have a change of plans. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that that letting go is actually really good. Um, and I I don't know if you saw me share about this, but the other funny thing that happened is I volunteered for something at Violet's School, but um like to be the website manager.
1: <laughs> I did not. I did not see this. We, I, we must. I, I insist that we have a long conversation after this podcast records. Well, you have to tell me all about it.
0: <laughs> well, the, 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 the main thing about it, and this is why I want to share it with our listeners, too, because I know so many of us struggle with wanting to be helpful, but then being overwhelmed by like the sort of foot in the door, like you volunteer for something and then all these other things come tumbling out. Yeah. And so I literally wrote an email that was like, I'd love to help with this one thing um but only if there are no meetings involved. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so like co-levelled up boundaries. Um uh but it ended up being great and so I'm going to do it so great only with no meetings. I'm like all I want is a punch list or leave me to my intuitions. I've built a million websites over the last 14 years. <laughs> right. I don't need any meetings. Yeah. Um yeah. So I guess that and then the last thing I'll say about back to school that I'm you know just sort of unsure about is sports and apparently both of my kids are going to have soccer seasons and mm. we'll see how that goes. There right. are rules, but we'll see how it goes. So yeah. I, I, well, I do think the touch points with that normalcy are a good thing. Um, it's just going to be, you know, managing my anxiety about it. <laughs> yeah. I hear you.
1: I really, really hear you. And I think that first of all, two things jumped out. Um as you're talking, first of all, the letting go, you know, and, and just sort of saying, OK, you know, like not tracking every single school decision as it gets made, you know, and on some level, trusting that that the school folks are really working hard and trying to make this work in a sort of an impossible situation mm-hmm. themselves. Um, but also at the same time, acknowledging that this really is incredibly difficult, the, the mm-hmm. school staff the school plus work plus everything together stuff, especially if you have more than one kid um, doing doing the stuff. Um, but, you know, what you said about the boundaries, you know, the boundaries with your volunteer project, it's so interesting right now because because we're living this online pandemic life, so many of us, we don't have the usual, you know, sort of, other signals that we get from people when you spend time with them. Right. All we have are the conversations we're having online.
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Maybe we're like having socially distanced coffee with a friend every now and then or going for a walk. But, you know, all this stuff, it really does require like a new level of communication with people because, I mean, you and I are used to working online and you and I are used to working with people that are, you know, remote, but a lot of people aren't. And so and and also, you know, People need a lot of help right now because everything is different. So it's a great thing that you are willing to just sort of say, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. Let me be really specific. That probably in the end just completely simplified that person's life, too. Well, so, yeah, yeah, it's communication during a pandemic. It's 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 a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you actually just reminded me of the sort of punchline in my mind about that whole situation, because I did realize when I was writing the email that it could be because we lack nuance we I don't know who's receiving this email I was like I might sound like kind of a jerk so I said I closed the email with um I I understand I feel a little bad writing that um so if if you would like verification that I'm actually a nice person then please talk to XXX and was <laughs> somebody else who's really involved a friend who's really involved in the school system so I was like I I actually am a really nice person I just I just am really busy <laughs> so funny well
1: yeah yeah i know it's uh yeah what are you gonna do anyway yes well so i um really hear you back to school back to school is complicated and i have to say that i this is one place where i am exceedingly fortunate because um i think our back to school is very well simple with air quotes simple meaning that I have one kid at home because my son is in college. So my daughter is starting her senior year in high Mm. school. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Yeah. That sound you just made. That's why I said air quotes around the word simple because um, the logistics are simple, meaning she is handling all of her own, you know, figuring out the links and figuring out the this and the timing and the assignments and all of that stuff. So I don't have to manage that. Or, you know, keep track of memos or anything like that. I mean, I'm sort of helping her troubleshoot as needed, but that's it. So I have it easy where the school logistics are concerned. Um, That said, you know, um, to start your senior year, you know, and to sort Mm -hmm. of... Oh, you know, the emotions around it, the the reality of that, when um, in many ways, I think she's not even over the grief of the second half of her junior year mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. lost. So it is a complex situation um, for her. Um, and I mean, there's there's more to it than that. I could go on. But I think we all understand that there are many, many feelings associated with, with this. And, you know, it's interesting because for some kids, actually, uh, you know, the online learning is sort of a relief from the social intensity of of school some kids are just like this is working for me you know having a little space um for other kids not so much and and my daughter would say that she is one of those people who just you know she misses her friends she misses the energy of of the school building she misses her teachers and she wants to experience her senior year so hopefully you know we'll see how things go but um I think I think we'll be talking about, you know, we'll be talking more about this as, uh, you know, as the fall goes on. So mm, I'll sure. I'll I'll tell you later. But um there's one other thing that I I'm actually quite proud of. And that is um, that my son in college, um, he's in college in Minnesota. He decided to take a leave of absence. So mm-hmm. he's actually not in school this semester. Um, he has a job. And I am so proud of him for doing this because. This is definitely a a a tough decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is a step off the path for him. But of course I know as an adult and as a human, it is not a step off any path. It's just a sort of curve in the path Mm -hmm. and that the things he would learn from, you know, he's, he's, he's a Starbucks barista. (laughs) He's going to be learning a lot as a person who's working. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, if I could swap out a crappy, covid semester for a great you know non-covid semester i would do it and so i was really proud of him for making this decision that's amazing yeah. it's, it's
0: truly i mean such a hard and he he made this decision on his own like he yes it's yes incredible. he made it it's incredible. this was
1: not his initial decision um mm-hmm. it, the school which by the way is managing the covid response uh just valiantly, I would say, which I don't think is the case for all colleges, um, you know, things changed around because of health, um, the health status in his state. And he ended up reaching out to all of his professors during the summer and talking to a bunch of his friends and really thought thought it through. And once he got this job, he was like, yeah, I think uh, I think that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, initially he was like, there is no way I'm doing that. So this was a huge turnaround for him. and And he came to that decision on his own. Amazing. Amazing.
0: All right, Asha. Well, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to jump into work and elections um, in the next segment of the show, and we will do that after a quick break. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Okay, friends, Asha and I are back. That's fun to say. So I just kind (laughs) of gave it a little punchy. (laughs) Sorry. You know what? Before we recorded, I was doing, I was actually running some Brave New World (laughs) orders and like I had my p- playlist like fired up, so anyway, I I, I just <laughs> I got myself all fired up before this episode. All right, so let's um. I thought it would be good to check in a little bit about work and um, actually a couple things this this part of the show. Um, and I guess I will just start by saying that I am very very grateful to have remained employed. <laughs> um, I know this is a really really hard time for people, so um. Yeah, I guess I'll just say that straight out. And, you know, Women Online, where I'm a creative director, the creative director, rather, has been so busy. You know, we do so much work in um, education and health and um, also, you know, advocacy of all stripes that we've actually been incredibly busy. So <laughs> um, so that's been good. Um, and then, you know, we talked about Edit Your Life and our Summer of Amazing Guests Um, The other big thing that happened this summer was John and I started a podcast. So I think we actually amazing crazy, right? Um, No, not crazy at all. Like, amazing, it was great. Um, It's called Hello Relationships. If people want to look it up, we decided to do a 10 episode season, uh, which concluded a a week or two ago. Um, And it was just wonderful and so interesting and so reflective of the experience of being in relationship because we're both you Know we both have very different work styles, and um, so to bring that together with our thoughts on all manner of relationship quandaries was really, really fascinating. <laughs> it was awesome, it was really fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Love those what podcasts,
0: a- yeah. What else happened? Um, oh, yeah, I have this ongoing saga with this book that I'm trying to, <laughs> to find a home for. So, um, I wrote a very fiery Twitter thread about it and what's broken about the book industry. I'll, I'll. Link that up. Um, That was very interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then uh, what else? I've had some fun interviews. Um, I will link them up. Um, I don't know if you know Robin Silverman. She has a really great Mm -hmm. podcast about how to talk to kids about anything, and recorded a really great episode about minimalist parenting with her. Um, She's wonderful. And then actually, pretty soon we'll be sharing an episode, an interview with Laura Tremaine, who is a fabulous podcaster. Do you know her? She's in our internet land, but I know her name, but yeah, I don't
1: know her personally.
0: She's fabulous. And actually I'm, we're, we're sort of doing a crossover. So I'll be on her show too. And I'll, I'll share that when that comes out. Cause we're going to be talking all about books, which is fun. Mm. And then I guess the final kind of sort of noteworthy um, work thing happened was the Iris awards came out and you and I were both nominated for awards. Um, yes. which was really fun. And, um, I'll let you talk about yours if you wish. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was actually nominated for two of them, which is sort of crazy. One was for live stream of the year for the, um, sex ed Facebook lives. I do. How crazy is that for amazed parents? And then the other was, um, for sponsored content, which is interesting because I actually am really picky about sponsored content and the post for which I was nominated. Um, was in partnership with the CDC and American Academy of Pediatrics, and it was all about Aces and childhood trauma, and honestly it was I think one of the most meaningful posts I've written in my 14 years on the internet, to, so mm-hmm. to have and pretty heavy stuff, so to have that recognized was really um, I don't know, it just felt really good for our industry. you know mm-hmm. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people feel like influencer work is a little fluffy, and that work was definitely not fluffy.
1: You know, I when I saw that Iris Award nomination, it I recalled what it was like to read that when you first put it out. And then I recalled uh, that Aces post, you know, the responses to the aces post because I read not only the post, but many of the responses. And I think that post, uh, I really think that post may have changed lives. And I think Mm. that it's so, you know, that post changed my life. You know, I mean, (laughs) people say that all the time, but I really do. And um, anyway, it's. I'll talk more when I talk about my own work life, because I think there's something there. Um, There's something about like the human connection that's possible in a post like that. And in the in a podcast like this, that um, that's what's magic about the Internet. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's still there and it's still really important. Yeah. Ah, Yeah, So, OK, how about you? (laughs) I know. It's just like, oh, boy. All right. Work Um, well. There hasn't been a lot of it for me. So in many ways, I have had the opposite experience because of this break that I've taken that, you know, we, we already talked about. And I, you know, I'm so lucky that I really have been able to just pause because, um, you know, the events of spring um, really, I mean, they really stopped me in my track. So I was really able to focus on the care of my mom, care of myself and um, focus on my family at that time. Uh, and that said, I have been doing, it's not that I haven't been doing a lot of work. It just has not been visible on the internet. Um, so I've been doing a lot of writing. Um, much of it has been private, but I have been doing quite a lot of writing. Um, I've also been, um, well, actually, you know, I should talk about that Iris award, but also I think the most important piece of writing that I could share right now that I've done is that I had an op-ed published in my state's newspaper, the Oregonian, and uh, I will link that up in the show notes. The reason why I'm sharing that it's not that it was work exactly, but that op-ed really I think is pointing the direction that um, I, I want to talk about, and it was all about how to start a democracy club, basically mm-hmm. like a book club, but for um, you know being engaged in our democracy. So that op-ed really um sort of pushed me in the direction of um coming back out and doing more public work. And um so in some ways it reflects the post that I was nominated for for the Iris Awards um which I think is connected to yours in some ways. And that post which I will also link up was all about how you know way back when I wrote a post about how I feel like blogs could save our country um because <laughs> It was all about that notion of sharing ourselves and our human experiences online in ways that allow us to connect to each other. And mm-hmm. I think that we can all agree that um, being connected to each other is tricky these days, not just because of the pandemic, but because a lot of, of a lot of black and white division between people. And um, you know, why people are divided is complex, so I'm not going to make any sort of simplistic statements about it. But I really think that, um, you know, Christine and I, when we started blogging back in the mid 2000s, before social media, there really was a, a coming together and a bonding and a and a real connection between people that happened. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Christine and I are such close friends, even though we literally met online. And it sounds creepy, could, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound creepy now. But and even then people were like, what the internet, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there was such a division between in real life and online now, not so much because of social media, Yeah, but, um, you know, real connection, real communication was, and I would argue remains possible. Um, and so that's what I was talking about in that post, which again, I'll link up. And that's what I was also talking about in some ways in my, um, my democracy club op-ed that basically mm-hmm. when people get together, amazing things happen. And mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. really, that's a con- that's a conversation I want to continue.
0: Well, yeah. So actually, let me just punt that right back to you because one of the things I wanted to talk about was elections and you've launched something new. So I'm going to put you on the spot about it all right. right now. <laughs>
1: all right, all right, go. Uh,
0: <laughs> I
1: have, I have, uh, this is, okay, uh, what I've launched. I have just launched a new video series called Vote Plus One. So I'm just going to say right now, if you go to voteplusone.org, you can check it out. So basically what it is, is just I am filming a series of videos where I share simple, concrete actions you can take to help turn out Democratic voters in the 2020 election. It's as simple as that. It's all about helping other people vote. And the idea is that um, it, it's about it's less about politics and more about participation. So Mm -hmm. this is about encouraging folks who I believe, you know, I believe most people I interact with are are already voters. So I am, uh, you know, I have no doubt that most people who, you know, my friends, folks I'm talking to, people who talk to me online, they're voters. I am really encouraging people to do just one more thing. Hence, vote plus one. Mm -hmm. Vote plus one more thing to help other people vote. And if we do that, we will supersize Democratic voter turnout. and. Voter turnout is what is going to determine who wins the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's so very important to me. Um, that's something that I've been focused on for the last four years.
0: It sure is. And so, yeah, a we'll, lot we'll is talk- a lot yeah. is on the line. This, uh- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And the fact is, there are so many I mean, you know, we'll talk about what you're doing, Christine, because you're already volunteering. But there really are so many things that we can do to help other people vote. And those things do not have to take over our lives. Mm -hmm. Those things do not require special uh, knowledge. They don't even have to require an interest in politics because I will tell you, I'm not particularly interested in politics at all. What I am interested in is democracy. Mm -hmm. And I am interested in my ability to participate in the leadership of my own city and my own state and country. Mm -hmm. So that's very interesting to me. And the only way... That continues is if we all get involved. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's what, uh, that's what Vote Plus One is going to be about. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it more later, but I just launched it like the day before yesterday. Yeah. As of like, this recording.
0: Like, yeah. Like recently. Exactly. So I need to, I, yeah, I need to, I need to get out and share that stuff. But, um, uh, you know, I think that's know, amazing. And yeah. really, if, if for no other reason, listeners, like you can go see Asha's cute face, like live <laughs> talking, like how that that's a, dose of sunshine into your day. Um well, yeah. I'll just
1: say, I'll just say one other thing Christine and that is that you know it's funny when you said, you know, I got to share about that. You know, it's funny. I I will say that I have channeled your voice so much because you know, you who really knows like you know how to create a bulleted list and then implement and execute. You know, for me I often get sort of lost in the creative weeds and this has really been an exercise for me in like let's simplify this, but let's make it good and let's get it out there. So I don't have much of a launch plan. I have a plan to like get it out there. And so, you know, maybe next week I'll start actually coming up with a plan to launch it, even though it's already launched. But uh, the main thing is I want to help people and Mm -hmm. I want people to feel like this election is something that they have a hand in bigger hand than just voting. And Mm -hmm. every one of us can do something. So Yes. Go check out voteplus1.org or the vote plus
0: one hashtag. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so good. Thank well, you. speaking of bullet points, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yes. Um, I'll just share real quick. Um, you know, I think it's I think what you're doing is so great because um this is a hard time. Everybody is overwhelmed and there are really, really small things that people can do to get more involved. And I love the way you said Just a few minutes ago, I'm not really interested in politics. I'm interested in democracy. I think that's like a that's definitely something if you haven't already to like highlight because I think a lot of people do shy away from you know any of this because they're like oh well I'm not really a political person but it's it's a bigger thing than that so so kudos to you on that and I'll just say I have kind of two I've been doing two things or have done two things that are really at these opposite spectrums of involvement. and the big one was that actually based on a comment from an Instagram follower, I decided to volunteer for the, to work the polls this year for the first time. So amazing. Um, yeah, it was. Um, so I worked the primaries. It was both extremely gratifying and amazing to be part of that process. Um, and it was completely chaotic and like in, and very fascinating to have an indoor inside lens on what happens and how chaotic and how angry people can be. And, (laughs) um, I mean, I worked a 15 hour shift, which was Mm. in itself nuts. Um, and the reason I joked about bullet points is, um, you better believe that after that, you know, experience, Christine co-wrote, I was I said to John, I'm like, I have some thoughts that I feel like I need to share to like the higher ups about how the election went, and like there were a lot of things that could have been improved organizationally through very, very simple mechanisms. And the other day he's like, Oh, did you write that letter? I'm like, babe, I wrote like a three and a half page single space memo. like <laughs> he's like, oh god um, With seventy seven bullets. yeah, no, there were a kidding. lot of bullets, but um, you know, I organized it by headers. It was good. But anyway, it it really was good and if people have the space to volunteer, I would highly highly recommend contacting your town or city clerk because you you don't necessarily have to take on a 15-hour shift. I think there's I think everything from like envelope stuffing for, you know, mail in ballots. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that they need help with desperately. So, I would just encourage people to try that. If that doesn't work for you, I get it. I was super anxious. I actually posted a picture. I had my own like face shield. I brought, I was like B-Y-O-F-S, bring your own face shield. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was super anxious about it. So if that is not your jam and you are worried about it and it doesn't work for you, that's fine. And I will just say that I am obsessed with postcards to voters. I've talked about it on the show before. I've posted about it on social. And um, this, this, the past couple, the past month, I guess, has been awesome because my kids have gotten involved in postcard writing with me. And um, we wrote postcards, about 30 of them, I think, to voters in Florida just to get out the vote. And that felt really meaningful because Florida, really important. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then um, I just signed up. I just you know, texted them to opt into another campaign. And I was so excited because one of the options that came back was a campaign for Amy McGrath in Kentucky.
2: <laughs> so
0: you better Amy. believe we signed up to write 40 postcards and we're doing it right now. Um, mm-hmm. And that feels like... It just feels really exciting to me and to the kids to feel like we can actually do something and you don't have to leave your house and they get access to my pretty pens and they're very excited (laughs) about that.
1: (laughs) I am about well, I'm first of all, I'm going to be recording a video possibly uh, later today about postcards to voters, which we will, by the way, link up in the show notes, folks. It's such an easy way to get involved. And second of all, Amy McGrath. If you don't know that name, get to know it because she's. We'll link up
0: an episode. We have an she's interview amazing. with her.
1: <laughs> Christine interviewed her way back when, when she was, uh, was that like 2017? Oh my gosh, I don't uh, yeah. know. It, it was amazing. A, it was amazing. She, yeah, she's. It incredible. was in person. Yeah, right. it was yes. crazy. So she is running for a senate in Kentucky. Against so she McConnell. is. A, she yeah. is just amazing. So, yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so, so much to do. this this will be a, certainly a topic of conversation ongoing, right. all of the election stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, well, Asha, we have just a few more um, kind of topics I want to hit on, and we'll do that after a quick break.
3: Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.
2: If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.
0: Okay, friends, Asha and I are back. See, I I did it again. I can't (laughs) can't contain myself, Asha. I'm so happy. Right.
1: I, know. I think we need to have a little dancing video that goes I along with this, oh, this cute. episode. Anyway, let's
0: make parallel Kermit flail videos, you know, <laughs> while you're filming. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we have a couple things I want to touch on before we wrap today. And um, this bucket I thought would be called like general pandemic bleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, I just, I, I wanted to just, I know we talked about the pandemic. I mean, everything is colored within the pandemic, I think, in our conversation. But I had a couple things that I that were on my mind that I wanted to mention. Um, One sort of funny thing was that like six months later, right, we had our first outdoor dining experience. And it was sort of meh. Mm. (laughs) That was really funny. But the, the reason it was meh was because so the only reason we did it was because, oh, my gosh, my dear darling Laurel turned 16. So I was like, let's celebrate by eating outside somewhere, which we hadn't done. Um, So we went to brunch to a local place and we were sitting there and um, it was really funny because we ordered and then it was taking forever. And we were like, oh yeah, this place always takes a really long time. (laughs) And then the food was good, but honestly, we're, we're pretty good cooks around here. So I was like, I had an omelet. And I was like, you know, Laurel, your omelets are actually better. Like she's become a real omelet chef this, this pandemic. So it was just kind of funny. Like, I think um, I still obviously want to support the local restaurants, but I don't know, maybe I'll choose more wisely next time. <laughs> um, and then another thought thing we're thinking about in the context of the pandemic is skiing or wondering what's happening. I know mm. skiing feels far away, but also outdoor adventures are good and we love skiing. So that's something like you're else.
1: wondering how, it, you know, how you will actually implement a skiing trip or if it's even a good idea.
0: Um I think I think we are at this point I think we're going to plan on renting for I I own my gear but um mm-hmm. everybody else needs rentals so I think mm-hmm. we're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. I think the mountains are going to open it looks like it. I think we'll just figure out a way to avoid the lodge um because that will be a disaster. Um so yeah and then I guess we have to think about what to do about James. Um so that's <laughs> James the dog.
1: Yes, you've entered the world of dog sitting.
0: Yes, we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, you know, I've said a number of times, like, I haven't been particularly silver lining-y about the pandemic because it's just been so hard. Mm -hmm. But I will say that one of the things that I have really appreciated is um, efficiency. And so things like, it's really interesting, like, because of caution. Like I'm thinking about RCSA. You used to go and browse vegetables and pick up and the people who ran it would have to stand outside for like three hours while people did this. Now it's all like order your box in advance and pick it up. And it's Mm -hmm. really quick. And I've helped stuff the boxes and it's been, it's so efficient. And then I had mentioned this bag, the bagels that I treated the girls to the other day. Mm -hmm. This is a new place that opened locally. It's amazing. And um, when it first opened, it was literally line around the block. And then sometimes they would sell out and you'd be in line and wouldn't be able to get anything. So that's why I never had been there before. Now you order in advance and then you just go pick it up at a prescribed time. Like I kind of love that part of it. So, So I just, I guess, um, my hat's off to the different businesses that are making all of this work in an incredibly difficult time. It's been really fascinating to see process in action. It is fascinating.
1: And my favorite uh, takeaway place, that's what they do. You order online and then you go at a prescribed time and pick it up. And whenever I go and I pick up my food, it's sitting there on this table in a bag and my name is on it with a little heart next to it. And it's like, this feels good. I Uh love this. Uh I mean, you know, anyway. Um, it's so interesting to hear what other folks are doing, um, during this pandemic, because it's just different for all of us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have not even had any outdoor dining experiences. So I don't even like, you know, the biggest deal that we do is we get takeout and, um, that's been great. I that's, that's it. I'm good with that for now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I I guess overall our pandemic experience or, you know, in terms of how we've been sort of day-to-day living we've been really strict, um, in our Same. approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, some, some of that has to do, well, I mean, it all has to just do with science. I mean, like we don't want to get sick. And so we've been, we're very, you know, we're very strict in our approach, but, uh, some of that is also really co- colored by the fact that we began this pandemic with my mom here. And mm-hmm. so, and mm-hmm. um, we had somebody super vulnerable in our household. So we really, really just, you know, we do not have folks in our house and, um, so that I I feel good about that but at the same time um like our long term ongoing day-to-day life um had to change because our mental health was suffering especially especially my daughter like she mm, needed some mm-hmm. friends and she mm-hmm. needed some time and so um we've adjusted our approach slightly and I would not say we have you know metaphorically thrown open our front door. And now we're just doing whatever we do. That's just not what we're doing. What we've done instead is just open up tiny windows Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: opened up tiny windows and really identified the things like who are the people and the activities that would give us sort of the most ability to be happy and function well, you know, a couple friends, you know, one or two activities, and then we've adjusted risk elsewhere in our lives to sort of, so we've tightened up in some places, loosened up in other places. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have bubbled up with one family so that Mira can have a friend over and, you know, there, people got COVID tests. We, you know, talk in detail about our, you know, comings and goings. I joke with this family, I said, you know, it's an open relationship. We got to let it all hang out. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, this dad who I don't even know, I'm like, you know, look, barring nudism, we just need to basically like <laughs> talk to each other about stuff. And then we just laughed and laughed. I'm like, yep, I'm going there. Yep. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, really, that's what that's what that's how we feel comfortable and this. You know, we want to be able to trust each other and we do. So. um, So, I mean, I think the other piece of this is that I haven't seen, you know, I took my mom home in June and I haven't seen my mom and she's alone. And. Mm. I want to see my mom. I miss my mom, and um, and there's more to say about that. So we are figuring ways out to do the kinds of things to be able to see our families um, in yeah. that respect. But otherwise, you know, we're really, you know, we're really trying to keep that pretty focused. Um, yeah. um, it's all about risk management, and it's all about um, prioritizing for us. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. sort of what's going on in our family
0: yeah yeah backyard is getting a lot of action like that's how we're trying yeah. to make it make time happen for our kids. so
1: yeah thank goodness for the backyard Oof, um I know
0: yeah I thank know.
1: goodness all
0: right well let's let's close out, Asha, I wanna hear what you're doing for fun do you <laughs> are you doing anything for fun these days? I mean certainly mm. certainly your garden that gorgeous oasis of yours.
1: <laughs> I hope you're spending yes. time in it. Tell us, okay, uh. So I will say probably not a surprise for longtime listeners, you know, fun stuff is like my weakness. I'm not great at fun stuff sometimes when life is hard. Like Mm. I just sort of get very quiet and I turn into like a little stone in the corner of my room. Um, But that said, I am finding fun and I am on my good days really trying to focus on some things that are fun. And yes, at the top of that list is my backyard. So um, I, I do a lot of gardening. Every day in the morning I go out with my clippers and I, you know, clean things up and pull out weeds and this is all fun for me. I installed a new fountain which the birds love, so that's super fun for me and that's again, that's not something I would usually do. Usually I'd be like, I'll just get a bowl and put water in it. But this time I'm like, no, I'm going to spend some money and I got a fountain. Or so it. um yeah. <laughs> yeah, the birds are happy about that. And uh so that is I would say my major fun. But I've even found some like indoor fun, like Netflix shows. I just never watch TV. I forget about it. But I actually like did the whole browse Netflix thing, which is something everybody does. And I never do. So I found this show called Cobra Kai, which is like Wait, like Karate con- Kid. Yeah, it's like a continuation okay. <laughs> of Karate Kid. OK, <laughs> it's so fun and I love it a lot. So I am watching that right now. I'm not even going to say anything about it. I think you should just, I think people should just watch that show because it is surprising. And let me tell you, I'm a critic about TV. I don't just watch any TV. I'm a critic and I'm finding things about that show that I really think are adorable and surprising and fun. So I'm loving that show. And I'm also watching The New Girl, which most people watched, you know, like 10,000 years ago. You know, Mm -hmm. The New Girl with Zooey Deschanel.
0: Yeah. She's so cute.
1: She's adorable. That's a really funny show. Okay. A super funny show. So I've been enjoying that. But I think the other thing that I'm doing right now that's so fun is I'm filming these vote plus one videos. Mm -hmm. I've never filmed videos of myself before. Mm -hmm. I mean, fun, right? Yes. It's really fun. I hope
0: it's fun. I hope it's fun. I find it very fun.
1: No, it's super fun. I actually like broke out the curling iron the other day. I'm like, what? I bought a curling
0: iron because I love it.
1: Well, because my mom was here and mom's like, I can't go to the hairdresser. I'm like, I've got this. And I went and I bought like a curling iron and hairspray and stuff. And mom and I had some fun and I haven't used a curling iron since the (laughs) eighties.
0: They are magical. They're magical. But It was really,
1: it was really, I mean, seriously, it's fun, not just because it's fun to film, but it's really fun to learn this whole new form of media and figure out how all the, you know, the YouTube buttons work and all the, this and all the, that it's fun. So Mm -hmm. that has been really, um, stimulating for me so that's been that's been my fun
0: that's good that's good i lo- i love it i i always find <laughs> it very fascinating to like learn new stuff like that mhm um so i've been doing some fun things it well sort of you know everyday fun things i've been reading a ton i i mean i usually do but um because normally i am totally a paper ba- paper book girl but yes. um because of the pandemic and when the is shut down i I like finished my pre pandemic haul stack and um I got, things got desperate. So I, <laughs> I signed up for a Libby account. Um anyway, so um now I I really I've just been reading a ton because I've so glad I, to hear that. I have books ebooks coming in off my holds and then I have paper books coming on in off my holds and um that's been that's really an escape for me. It's really important. Um and it's extra delightful because John built me an Adirondack chair. And so because we spend so much I time on that picture, oh my gosh, I cannot even, I told him like, I was like, I feel like I need like a crown burnished into the back of it with my name in it or something. But um, <laughs> it's, it's custom because he built one. He was planning on building a pair, but he built the first one and I, it was a standard length and I sat in it and my legs were too short. So he built mine with a little bit shorter seat so that my legs now fit perfectly on <laughs> it. People across America are swooning right now. It's unbelievable. Because of John Baxter. I know. So I sit there, I'm reading my books. I have the dog at my feet. That's like, it's just a perfect moment. I actually like have had my coffee out there in the morning. It's quite delightful. Um, The dog has been quite fun. I mean, also troublesome. I was thinking of you because like he's digging holes in the yard and it makes me crazy and I don't know what to do about it, but I just, he's a dog, you know? Yeah. That's that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much where I would go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even when he looks up at me with his face with like dirt up his nostrils, I'm like, you're so cute. Um, <laughs> so that's been fun. And then I guess the most recent uh, kind of Christine Co fun thing was that I returned to cake baking because it was Laurel's birthday. I hadn't you know, we usually have, I have such a big family that I usually make cakes like all year long with some regularity. But because there have been no parties, um, I hadn't made a cake since Violet's birthday in March. So um, I got to make a beautiful cake. I can share a link of for it. But it was dark chocolate sea salt caramel. And I've <laughs> never successfully made caramel before. And Violet and I took it on as a science project. And we had <laughs> one fail and we redid it and made our observations. Um, and it ended up being like, oh, I forgot how much I love tactile projects like that. It mm. was just so fun to ice it and fun to make the stuff with, with Vi. And then, yeah, it was great. So I don't know, again, it's all about those little small things, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I saw a picture of that cake and, um, I'm not even really like, I'm not a huge cake fanatic. I mean, I like cake, but I don't, but that cake was, that looked particularly elegant and beautiful. I mean, elegant and beautiful is how I would describe Laurel. And so I just thought it was very her. Yeah. It's such a her cake, you know? And, um, but you know where the reading is concerned, I've seen you posting about books you're reading and stuff like that. I am so glad that you're reading, um, because this is a perfect time to read. And I know for me, my concentration has been shot and I have had difficulty reading and I have actually been really sad about that. So Mm -hmm. I, um, it, it's I love that you post about the books that you're reading because somehow um, it, in some ways, like those titles are stacking up in my own mind. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I know I won't always feel this distracted. So,
0: yeah, I'm yeah. I'm
1: glad you're finding these these moments.
0: It's all it's the little things, you know, mm. definitely the little things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my dear friend, I think we need to close this episode out. Um, so I would love to hear what your first next edit following sabbatical is. I don't know. I'm doing everything with a dramatic. <laughs> okay. I know. I it's apologize. Like, yeah,
1: I know. Little, <laughs> little, let's just have some jazz hands here.
0: <laughs>
1: my next edit. <laughs> okay. Uh, my next edit, which <clears throat> I should say it might be the same. Your next edit for like basically the entire fall. <laughs> and that is choose one way to help get out the vote this year. Mm hmm. And um, there are lots of ways to do it. Postcards to voters. uh, You know, I am definitely here to help you. But that is one thing that I would do. Choose Mm -hmm. one way to help somebody else that you know vote. It could be one person. It could be multiple people. Even if it's just, uh, you know, talking to your nephew and saying, hey, are you registered to vote? That's getting out the vote. Yeah. That's my next edit. Love it. Love it. What about you?
0: All right. My your next edit is to make a fall good things slash happy list. So I I say this because I want to call back to a couple summers ago when I had this massive meltdown that actually left me like curled up in the fetal position, like paralyzed on the floor. Like it was really bad. And, and one of the things that I did after that was I made a list of things that made me really happy. And I realized in making that list that a lot of those things were right around me. It was stuff like reading or playing tennis with John. Like I, it wasn't anything crazy. So I want to encourage people to do this because, oh my goodness, right now is so hard. Everything is so hard. Remote learning, all the, all the things. I told, I told you at the top of this episode that I was in a very dark place yesterday. So I just think it's a good idea to make that little list, have it at the ready so you can turn to it when you're, having a tough time and pull something from that list and do it. So simple and so smart.
1: I really need to do that myself. And I think that is so, that is wonderful. Thank you for reminding us about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Let's close it out.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. But can we just like have a little hug? Okay. Uh, That was, that was a little hug. Um, I actually almost put my arms around my microphone here. Okay. But uh, friends, you'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes
0: at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd like to know what is one thing you are looking forward to this fall? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening.